that's it. <laughs> wow, what a great one. <laughs> I was waiting for you to jump in there. I had no idea. I was trying to give me the idea. I'm going to show you how to operate in a spirit. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Does your sun set high? Does your sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. Hey, are you happy? If you're not, then why? If you're not, then why? We're here to help your life be happier. What's up, Happy Lifers? This is Steve-O. This is Tony. Today we are going to talk to you about... Jello. Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jello family. You heard me right. We're talking about Jello. You know why we're going to talk about Jello? Yum, yum, yum. Because I'm here with Tony Piantine, and that's how his brain works. He, he, he comes up with all these crazy factoids and. And I the factoid, is that like hemorrhoid or what is that? But he comes up with all these crazy stories, and he likes to do a lot of research and reading, things like that, whatever. And uh, But he comes up with this crazy story of Jell-O. So, Tony, thanks for joining us here at, at Happy Life. Thanks for having me. <laughs> My life doesn't revolve around food. I don't care what you say. <laughs> but I got a story about Jell-O. <laughs> I do. I have a America's story about greatest Jell-O. dessert. <laughs> you know what they called it? America's greatest America's dessert. America's favorite dessert. Favorite dessert. All right. Well, you told me some stuff about Jell-O that I had no idea. Some of it actually even kind of grossed me out a little bit. Um, what Jell-O's? They apparently they grind up bones, and something in the connective tissue in bones creates gelatin. Gelatin, okay. Which I guess I don't fully understand, and well, I don't want to. I don't want to think about it when it's I eat like it. Hot but dogs. yeah, exactly. <laughs> you think about them, you don't want to eat them. Yeah, they just taste good. You just nuggets, the chicken nuggets, they taste good. Right, parts is parts. But anyway, uh, so. Apparently it was it was around in the 13th, 14th, 15th century somewhere in there. Really, I had no idea. Yeah, been around for a long time, but it was a rich person's food. So they would they have mold. They made these fancy molds, and they would have to boil these bones for I don't know days. It sounds like, and um, then they would crush them and grind them and create this powder to make the gelatin. But it was so time consuming that you had to either have slaves or you know, you had to have a whole kitchen staff. You couldn't do it otherwise. So it was very costly to make. It that. was yeah, costly. Like if you went to the White House in the early days with Washington or Jefferson, you probably would have had Jello with your meal, and because uh, that was a delicacy, that right? Was it wasn't. I don't even know it. if it was a delicacy. It was just a rare. It was only for a certain group of people because it took so much process right. to, to make it. Right. Okay. Uh, but uh, there was a guy, and I, I don't know names in the story or anything else, and even if I tell you dates, probably shouldn't believe those because I'm not really good <laughs> at that, but it's the gist of the story. That's important. Uh, there was a guy, I think he was an engineer, and he came up with a process to uh, make it, it wasn't always called, there weren't jello molds in the 15th century. It was gelatin. Okay. Um, and so Jell-O came along a lot later. But uh, this guy in the early 1900s sometime came up with a – he was an engineer. He came up with a way to create gelatin in a much easier way and, and ended up in sheets, and you would grind up the sheets, and it was called portable gelatin. And uh, he didn't really he, – he was more interested in the process of creating this thing that was out there 
but he didn't market it. He barely sold it. It wow. wasn't it wasn't for anything. He just came up with it. And he, he had no idea what right. he had. And he got a patent to actually make it. Wow. So um and after about ten years he had this patent lying around and he sold it to I don't know if it was a friend, I think it might have been a neighbor actually, who sold other products and uh for like thirty five bucks he sold his patent to gelatin. Well this guy understood marketing a little bit and came up with the idea and his wife would they would get jello from this guy or gelatin and his wife would put flavors in it and it became like a dessert thing and it was like the for him it was the greatest thing on earth and his mindset was everybody needs to have jello or gelatin well and, you uh, can't hardly fight that argue that right? yeah you can't exactly <laughs> um so uh they had different flavors and uh, so apparently in the 1920s, it was a fairly popular thing to put O at the end of a name. So, like, you have Jell-O, Cheerios, Steve-O. Yeah, and I, I, no one knows I'm really that old. Yeah, but uh, you wouldn't know. Yeah, but that's where Steve-O came from. Uh, we just added O. And apparently O is appealing to the eye is one of the things. Um, I learned that when I was in advertising design in college many, many years ago. Really? Um, yeah, a lot of people don't know that you're you're an artist, man. You, yeah, that's you my got, background. Yeah, wow. Um, so, uh, in fact, I never even thought about Cheerios being. It should be like it should be it should sponsor Happy Life Studio. <laughs> Cheery, oh. <laughs> They just add O at the end. It's like when I came up with my report card when I was a kid, I would say, "Look, that I got an F O," but it didn't didn't <laughs> and help. He didn't <laughs> yeah, oh, that didn't work. It didn't, it didn't work. work that well. I thought we had <laughs> we're onto something there. So anyway, the rest of the story is that uh, the man who I, I should have probably looked up his name before I started telling the story, but Good point. Uh, he came up with the idea of calling it instead of gelatin or portable gelatin, he called it Jello, and he started an advertising campaign even before he had barely gotten this product onto store shelves and he called it America's favorite dessert. So it quickly became something that everybody wanted because it was America's favorite, um, even though it was even hard to get a hold of at that time. Um, but it's the second thing he did. His wife started making jello desserts all the time. Well, she, well, he had her write a cookbook of, you know, a hundred different ways to use jello to make something. And, uh, and his whole concept was everybody needed Jell-O, but nobody knew what it was or how to use it. And so he came up with a, a manual on what you could do with it, what you could make with it, and what it was good for. Um, and it became obviously wildly popular. Uh, it's, the company's been sold multiple times. I think the last time was it was you know almost a billion dollar company. Wow. So from right, who doesn't like Jello? Exactly. Well, yeah. I'd say that until I found out it's from. <laughs> yeah. I'm just hoping that <laughs> technology has come with a way that you know we can we can make fake flavors that taste like the real ones. I'm just hoping that we still don't get Jello from crushed up bones. But <laughs> you can't you can't argue the taste, right? Yeah, that's for so, sure. So he he made out you know here's a guy that that had this in the palm of his hand, sold it for thirty five dollars, yeah. right? And then someone else put it out, and you, you said he even put it out in the magazines and everything, but they hadn't even been made yet. Right. Is that what you said? Yeah, it was just coming onto shelves. And... But then it was it was such a, um, uh, such a I don't know if I, you want to say delicacy, but it was just so rare that no one even really knew what Jell-O was. Right. Right? And, uh, and how great it was. And how great All it the was. things you could do. So he had to come up with a... Uh, with, uh, um, with a, a cookbook. A cookbook. Oh. You know, you never know what you're going to find when you start browsing among these old cookbooks. You know, the playbook, so to speak, how to use this stuff called Jello, which now is just so widely known. Right. You know, 
So that's an interesting story, and it reminds me a little bit of, you know, that's what we've been given. God loved us so much, the Bible says, that he gave his only son to come down, and uh, it's called good news. I mean, it's the real thing. The Bible says to taste and see that the Lord is good. In a lot of ways, Jesus, it's the Jesus gelatin. I mean, <laughs> Jesus is like the jello. It's, it's, he gave us all this love, gave us all this forgiveness, gave us all this peace, gave us all this victory, gave us all this freedom that we can walk and that we can live. And that's what he wants to do. And he gave it to us. And then we don't know how to use it, but we'll keep doing the same thing we've done forever in this thing called church. I mean, if, if someone were to give, let's say there were that, that God takes 100 people and he gives them this incredible thing. He gives them this jello. He gives them this stuff. He gives them this freedom, this love, this forgiveness, this amazing good news that, that we can be free, that we can um, be forgiven, that, that we can walk in happy despite what circumstances come our way. I mean, he has made me glad, the Bible says. Imagine God gives us this happiness in its purest form. He gives us this peace in its purest form, this love in its purest form, and says, now go and give that away, not even sell it. Go give it away. A lot of people want to sell it. That's jacked up in my opinion. God gave it free so that we could give it away for free. And so then we take all this and it's like, oh, okay, I know what we'll do. We'll wake up people early on a weekend morning, make the whole family ready and make them come to a building where one person talks at them, where, you know, 12 people sing at them and they're supposed to sing along with them. And then, but that's it. I mean, and there's a lot of them that are doing that in a, in a fun way. A lot of people like it, but there's a lot of people out there that are never going to become a part of that. And we got to come up with a cookbook. We got to come up with a different way to how do you spread the love? How do you spread the forgiveness? How do you spread? We're given this thing, and it's like we're treating it like it's a $35 product, right? But the thing is worth billions. I mean, if you could hardline this stuff, you know what the street value of this would be? <laughs> I mean, this is greater than any drug. In fact, God is called the most high, you know? You, you want to talk about something that's. I'm at almost at a loss of words because the story is so, it's so apropos, it's so symbolic to what we're doing today, and we have one way to do it, and this is how we do it. We have, we have church, and then we have missions trips, and we have youth retreats, and we have, I mean, if you're given something as pure as this, as powerful as this, as big as this, I mean, I imagine the cookbook had more than three recipes in it. I think so. <laughs> right, you know? And there's so many ways to eat Jell-O. You ever had that, I think it's called trifle? Oh, yeah. I did a, I did a trip to England once, and they served trifle, and it's with angel food cake and Jell-O and custard and whipped cream and all sorts of heavenly things, you know, on there until someone tried to throw some fruit in there. <laughs> but anyway, it, 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 there's so many ways to make this thing, and yet there's so many ways to spread the happy. God gave us happy to spread it. There's so many ways to spread God's love. And yet the thing that I don't like, the thing that bothers me is that it's okay to, to do it one way or another way. But to say that is the way to do it when there's people out there that aren't eating that way, there's people there that aren't partaking of that. I mean, do you agree with that, Tony? I mean, is am I off on that or – I mean. I feel like I'm doing all the talking, but I'm your story just <laughs> I'm sorry, it just lit me up here. I mean, it's okay to do church the way people like to do church, okay? But don't say that that's the only way to get the jello. Don't say that's there's got we got to come up with a cookbook. We got to come up with creative ways. We got to love people enough to say I somehow I got to get them to taste this jello. Somehow somehow I got to get them to taste and see 
that the Lord is good. Somehow I got to get them to taste and see that God isn't some mean God ready to beat them up. What God gave us is life-changing. And if it's so life-changing, then I think we got to do whatever we can. I don't care what recipes I got to make, but we always got to be looking for new ways that we can take that and we can spread that to people that don't get it any other way. Right. We we want to Instead of a cookbook, it, it's a cookbook with one recipe, and we just adjust that recipe. So it's it's we tweak it a little bit. It's Jello powder, and you mix it with water, and you put it in the fridge in a bowl, yeah. and that's it. And that's what we do. And then sometimes we shine a different light, kind of light on it. Sometimes we, you know, put, Ooh, we'll use red Jello instead of green. This yeah, time. yeah, but change it's still the color. Jello sitting in the same so, same bowl. bowl, and it's that's can be unappealing, and th- there could be a hundred different ways. To serve that, but yet we we tend to always want to go back and serve Jello in a bowl because that's what we that's what we know and that's what we right. grew up with. That's what we, you know, yeah, yeah. And I I, I I'm not I'm diabetic, so I'm not allowed just to have <laughs> I have to have sugar free Jello, <laughs> so I already don't qualify for the Jello in the bowl, right. and that can be hard because there's a lot of people out there that are spiritually diabetic, right, right. And so I think there's just a lot of different ways that Jello could be eaten. They've been hurt by people in the church, or they don't understand the way the church works, and we understand and think that they should just understand. But um, you should change the name of the ministry to Jello to Ministries. Jello, Jello Ministries. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't believe we've gone this long without mentioning Bill Cosby. <laughs> well, you know, people are probably waiting. Like, uh oh, oh, I got to listen to this. Is he going to mention Bill Cosby? <laughs> in a lot of ways, I really believe that's why. You know, that's what you've talked about in past podcasts about Camp Daniel. Why you do Camp Daniel? Because here's a group of people. That that don't don't fit into a Sunday morning service, and there's a lot of people out there that will not fit into Sunday morning services, which is precisely why I haven't put the Happy Life uh, podcast into the Christianity section. I put it in the religion and spirituality section because I'm looking for people that are hungry that know there's got to be something more out there. Does God really love me? But they 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 can't stomach that one recipe. There's got to be another way that we can reach them people are too important to just take something this powerful and put it all in that one bowl that plain bowl and and say there there it is wow wow thanks you know i mean jello is good that way but when there's a thousand ways to do it and and you know when when you look in the in the bible you know god's handbook for our life god made us and he gave us a manual which is the bible that's why we read it to find out what god thinks about us to find out what god thinks about life and how to do it and and man there's a lot of things in there that we, we consider rules, but what God is really trying to save us from is is heartache from, you know, there's a reason why he sets up things that he does. And the Bible isn't a thing about rules. It's it's a manual saying you work better when you function this way, when you when you do it this way. There's nowhere in the Bible that tells us this is how you make jello. This, this is how you do church. In fact, the model that we have, you can pull a scripture out here and there and try to mold it into what we're doing. But God never said, okay, if you're going to do spread my message, if you're going to spread my love, if you're going to spread my peace and my healing, if you're going to spread my my freedom, you're going to spread my happy, you're going to spread my joy, you're going to spread my patience, you're going to spread that, here's how you do it. You need to make sure that you have a service and have it on a Sunday morning and have it in a building. You're going to call a church. He never told us to do that. In fact, there's only one place in the Bible. I'm sure there's more. I'm not a theologian by any means, but I have studied the Bible most of my life. And I've been around. I'm a preacher's kid. I've been around this thing a long time. And there might be scriptures out there, but I have never once. The only scripture I can find where God says, hey, this is how it's supposed to be done is 1 Corinthians chapter 14, where it says, hey, whenever you guys meet, 
whenever you hang out, everyone should bring something to the table, right? Someone should, should bring a song that you'd like to sing or that you heard or, or someone should bring an insight. Some should share a scripture and no one person should take over. Can you imagine if you went to a, a church dinner and everybody bought, brought jello in a bowl? Wow. And that's all we right. had. <laughs> right. And some would say if you brought, everyone brought jello, but there's so many ways to bring jello. You could do it in so many different mm-hmm. ways. It reminds me of Monty Python's Spam, Spam and egg, Spam and ham, Spam. Egg, bacon, sausage and Spam. Spam, bacon, sausage, and spam. You know. I don't like spam. So there's so many ways to make this thing called love and peace and joy to just be content to make it one thing. And then that's okay for some people. Some people want their jello in a bowl. Yeah. That's fine. Sure. But don't tell everyone else they've got to eat jello in a bowl like right. that when there are so many ways to taste and see that God is good. I think it's time for us to start making our own cookbooks. Is what I do because we have neighbors that are hurting. They're not going to let us know they're hurting, but I promise you they're hurting because I'm hurting. You're hurting. Every one of us is hurting somewhere, and we don't always let people know, but there's got to be some answer out there. We're supposed to be the answer. When God has given us his love, and all you have to do is seek for it, and God says if you seek for him, you're going to find him. You know. So if you're listening to this podcast, you've never had anyone share the jello with you, I just want you to know that God says if you if you look for him, you'll find him. You know, if you look with all your heart, the Bible says in Jeremiah 29, I believe it's um, verse 11. But he says, if you'll search with all your heart, you'll find me. I'll make sure, he says in one translation, that you will be found by me, that you will find me. And um, so there you go. Jello. Jello. America's favorite dessert. <laughs> Jesus should be America's favorite, favorite friend, favorite person, favorite savior, favorite, favorite God. Um, and I don't think he's going to get there if we just keep offering jello and bowls. Some people are going to get that, but there's people out there that are important enough for us to reinvent ourselves, to come up with a cookbook, because God never told us here's the one way to do it. Basically, he's leaving it wide open to say, however it works, find somebody and make them happier. Find someone and give them my joy, give them my peace, give them my comfort, give them my victory, give them my freedom, and the list can go on and on and on. Well, Tony, thanks for your jello story. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> welcome to the mind of Tony PNT. Now you know why he's my friend, because his, his brain functions like mine does. But I think there's something about seeing God and everything. They're both mushy like jello. <laughs> right? Hey, but when it firms up, we're both wiggly like jello, too. But my jello's orange, yours is green. <laughs> yeah, mine's lime green. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Thanks for listening. Sure appreciate it. Have a happy day and go find some jello. 